What is up, y'all? Before we get started with today's episode, I want to let you know that Show Up and Lead Mastermind is open for enrollment. This program opens two times a year, and I don't want you to miss out. If you have made over $30,000 in the last 12 months in your business, I want to invite you to apply. Show Up and Lead Mastermind is a high-level 12-month coaching and mentorship program created for women of color, coaches, creative entrepreneurs, and service providers who are committed to scaling to their first six figures or multiple six figures in revenue and really want to do it in a way where they simplify all the moving parts in their business. They get really good at selling and they do it while learning how to find calm in their business. Show Up and Lead Mastermind includes 12 months of weekly group coaching, access to curricula centered around helping you get fully booked with one-on-one clients, transition into group programs, or learn how to launch calmly. You get 12 months access to a community group chat with other women of color leaders and you get your webinars, launch plans, content reviewed by me and my coaching team. We kick off this program with a three day live event in person training happening February 21st through the 23rd in iconic Las Vegas, Nevada, where not only will you, will we bougie it up and plan your business, but you're also going to be workshopping your sales page, sales email sequences, and getting really good at writing copy in your business. Mastermind is a $10,000 investment paid in full or with four payments of $2,500. Enrollment is open right now and doors will close this Friday, January 12th. Book a sales call with me now to learn more and to see if this program is for you. My name is Catalina del Carmen, and I'm on a mission to put more cash in the hands of women of color. I'm a wife, mom, amiga, prima, and I happen to run a multiple six-figure coaching business. On this show, I share sales and marketing strategies that keep your business simple, your mindset focused, your bank account big, and your impact even bigger. So if you are on a mission to create generational change and you want to make a lot of money doing it, welcome to the Latinas Booked Out podcast. All right, y'all, I have the incredible, the most triggering when it comes to health, (laughs) the most honestly the most knowledgeable person I know who understands food in a way that I mean to me you're like a fucking dictionary like you just know everything and you should just hear the amount of times I'm like Paul you know to my husband I'm like Paul like Naomi said that we shouldn't be buying these things like this is exactly and then I'll like look and then it'll have like red dye and I'm like we're throwing it away we're like we can't do this to our kids (laughs) 
And I know all this stuff because of you. So anyways, I want to give everybody a little gist of like why you do what you do. I think your work is so unique when it comes to the health space because you you have this perspective. You're born and raised in the Bronx, right? I'm like, I don't Born in DR, raised in the Bronx. Oh, born in <laughs> DR. I didn't know that. No, I didn't yeah. know that. But um, born in DR, raised in the Bronx. You have two kids. You are, you know, you live in New York City. It's a very busy place. Your mm-hmm. lifestyle is, you know, it's fast. Like it's fast for the most part, just based off of where you live. And you have kids, which that feels like a fast lifestyle in its own. <laughs> um, and I feel like your perspective to health is one that is very, very, very needed. Um, just during our conversations, you've kind of blown my mind so many times and I just love what you do. So that being said, Give us a little gist of who Naomi is and how she became this health coach that just is so good at what you do. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I don't know how much time we have. It's I'll I'll try and condense the story, but here is how I became a health coach that I it was never in the plans. I was actually embarrassed to find out I was a coach. <laughs> I, I resisted it for so long. Uh, but anyway, after I had my second son, I didn't recognize myself anymore in my body. And I was just so uncomfortable. And I know that after I had my first son, I had C-sections for both of them. And I treated myself so mean. Um, I just wanted to stuff myself back in my jeans and in my old clothes. And I had so much shame and I was so embarrassed. And I would literally like, hurt myself trying to uh, like fit in my old clothes again because the pants would just like poke in my incision and I was so uncomfortable. And when I had my second son, I also had a C-section, but this time around, I decided that I was not going to be mean to myself and I was going to wear my maternity jeans for as long as I needed to. So I could be comfortable and I could feel, you know, okay, not actually physically hurting myself. And I also decided that I wanted to change how I looked and change my, like how I was feeling because I just did not feel like myself anymore. So I was never a fan of actual diets before I had kids. I tried juicing and I tried pills and I tried like 5 a.m. gym sessions and all these wild things that people do. And I would really like very quickly quit because I just hated how I felt and I felt like it was torture. So I knew that that's not what I was going to do this time around. And Something that happened too was like family members would give me girdles and fajas and they're like, oh, just wear this. And that was great to recover from the C-section. But I was like, I don't really want to depend on this for the rest of my life. So I decided that I was just going to go to the gym once a week. And that's what I started to do, even though I was not consistent at first. But I started to notice how I felt every time I went and how I felt when I didn't go. So I started to build up that evidence bank in my brain. And then a few months later, through my company, I was able to get access to a nutritionist. And I was like, oh, I eat well already. I don't know what I'm going to learn, like whatever, but I like food. So let me just see. 
And that experience ended up changing my life because I had no idea how big of an impact food make made in the body. Um, there was so much to learn about food. I didn't even know there were careers that dealt with just food. So, and then I started to see how I, again, started to feel the energy I had, how my body was changing. Like everything started happening super fast because I was committed to learning and implementing whatever this nutritionist told me. And I tracked my food for nearly two years with her. I ended up losing 50 pounds and it was not part of the plan, but that's just what happened. Yeah. And then in the first year that that happened, I was like, great, this is wonderful, but everybody gains the weight back and I don't trust it. I didn't trust myself. I just, I was like, well, next year I'm just going to have to be embarrassed and like look different again and explain to everybody what happened. And I just kept going on with my lifestyle and because I actually enjoyed it and I realized how good I felt. So when year two came around and I was exactly the same and living my best life, that's when it all clicked. And I was like, wow, this really works. I really do feel great. It doesn't have to be that hard. And there were a lot of new moms around me at that time too. And I was like, I'm living just such a different life than they are just by what I'm doing, not because I'm special. It's just, I'm, I'm doing different things. And I decided that this is what I wanted to teach women in my community. I was like, I just need to teach people that there's a simpler way to do it, that it just takes some education, that you don't even have to sacrifice your whole life for it. And you don't have to torture yourself. Like you can actually feel good and you can maintain your results because People would do all sorts of things. They would get results and they would go right back to where they were before and have to start all over again. And that's how I started. I, when someone, there was a, I had the budding of the idea in my brain and a a former college mate saw me at a baby shower and she was like, oh, what did you do? Like, you look great and you have these two kids and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I can help you. I can teach you what I did. And she was like, really? And I took a napkin. I wrote down my phone number and I was like, just text me when you're, when you're ready, just text me. And like two weeks later, she texted me and I started helping her for free. And I started helping other people who were asking, I would go during lunchtime to like hotels, to hotel lobbies, to cold calls with people during lunchtime. I would go to their office. And that's what, how I started. I just started helping people for free. I would I would coach them through WhatsApp on the train while I was brushing my teeth in my lunch hour. And I became wow. Wow. obsessed. So that's how it kind of started. But there's a, like, a lot more to this story. <laughs> that's incredible. I did not know that part, like in detail, that part of your Mm -hmm. journey. That's so, so, so good. Okay. There's so many directions I want to go with this because I really, for the listeners, I want, the reason I wanted Naomi on the show outside of like, of course, she's my client. She's been in show up and lead mastermind, like la la la. But one thing that I've seen you grow through is really grow your capacity to take on more um, really learn how to trust yourself over and over and really create a life 
like step by step that you like actually want like one foot in front of the other. And I, I want to talk about that and we will talk about that, but I, I think I would love also to understand your perspective on like how your, how health takes a toll when you are going after something. Cause you work with a lot of very ambitious, very high achieving women with mm -hmm. either they are like, you know, like executives or leaders at work, mm -hmm. um, or sometimes coaches, entrepreneurs, um, really a mix of people. Mm -hmm. And you've also just blown my mind in so many conversations. So, okay. So I, let's, let's just keep it on health just a little bit more. Why do you think like, why do you think it's so hard for people to feel good in their skin? Sure. Lose weight, but like understand food, like, what do you think they are most scared of? Or like, why is it so hard for people to, especially busy, you know, busy women with full lives? Why is it hard for them to like eat good food? I think it was a couple of things. Number one is just the creating space for themselves. That's often where I have to start coaching with my clients they are so busy and they want to start paying attention to themselves but there's no space in their life for that and that requires a few things like it requires maybe communicating with a partner if they do have one or their children if they have children if they don't it's just their life in general where there needs to be a reprioritization of what they want and how to how to accept and go through that learning curve of how do they prioritize themselves and what would that look like? That's one. Two, I feel there is an enormous lack of education. I, I don't feel there is a huge lack of education of what food actually is, how food should be used, how food makes you feel. So the, because of this lack of education, a lot of people don't even know what to do, not because they don't want to, but it's just, you don't know what you don't know. And then three, there's so many things that are normalized, especially for women. It's like, oh yeah, you know, you, you always have really bad PMS. You are very tired because of your career and your kids you always have bloating. There is joint pain because you're getting older and you have all of these things. And I don't think people realize how bad they're feeling in their skin and that there can be something that can, there is a lot of things that you can do about it. Mm -hmm. So it's just so normalized within our own bodies and what happens in our family. It's like, oh yeah, my it's parents It's like generational. Yeah, yeah, it's- 100% generational. And you know that those are, that's one of my pillars and values too. So it's like, oh, my parents have diabetes. So it's no surprise I'm pre-diabetic. My parents have high blood pressure. So it's no surprise that I'm, and it's just happening because we lead similar lifestyles. If we switch our lifestyles from what other generations are doing, that we have a really good chance of not developing those chronic illnesses. So those are, I think, three things of why it's not happening. It's like no space, no education, and then normalization of things that are not actually accurate. Like, yeah, just because it's normalized, it doesn't mean that's the way it should be. 
You know, it blew my mind when you told me that people just have normalized their symptoms so much, they mm -hmm. don't even know how to feel good. Like when you said that, I was like, what? <laughs> we don't know how to feel. Like you're, the norm is shitty and that's yeah. why they don't even think they have a problem. They just think they need to like keep, like cert like just stay at this pace or like um, not pace, but like the, they normalize the symptoms. They normalize. Yeah. Like my, my husband has, um, I hope it's okay for me to share this. <laughs> <laughs> he has rheumatoid arthritis. He's had it since he was very young. Like a lot of, lot of, like he actually had it as a child. Mm. Um, uh, so we're, we're not, I mean, you know, we try to live decent lifestyles. Like I, we do our best, but we're very cognizant of, um, when he, when he swells up because that's like visible, like you actually, like it actually feels hard. Um, mm -hmm. so that's like, honestly, he was the first person to really make me realize like, oh shit, like we really have to, like when I met him, I'm like, we have, like, I got like your food directs, directly impacts how you mm -hmm. feel. Like he was the example of that. Like when we, you know, would drink, like we were, we met when we were 21. So um, <laughs> we were all drinking and have lots of beer. Like he would just swell up so much in the morning, which made total sense. So when you told me that I was just like, oh my God, like we are a generation of people, of people who have normalized all of these shitty symptoms. Now, before I get into the business stuff, I want to ask you when we were having what well, were brunch one day, right? Like, um, for the last live event, we, we did a little intimate lunch. Um, and you were talking about your symptoms you were having in your body and you, and how you're dealing with it. And the way you talked about it was so intentional and it was like, there's a problem and I'm getting to it. Like mm -hmm. it was just so much conviction. And you were just like, yep, I went to the doctors and they told me this and then they, they couldn't find this house. And then now I'm going to go do this. And you, it was literally like, one thing fucking goes wrong in Naomi's body and she's like at work to, <laughs> to like solve the problem and figuring out what the problem is and what, you know, the why behind it. And I, I found it really, really fascinating because people don't care about their body and their health as much as they should. I don't, I need yeah. to, like, I want to, right. So I'm curious how, and I think I know the answer, but like, how do you manage taking care of your body while living such a full life? You, you are, you have two fucking kids. You have a partner, you have a house, you have, like, you have to travel, tra travel, because you live in New York City. Yeah. <laughs> travel, travel to pick up your kids. And like, it's like, you just have a I full do. life, a full, beautiful life. You're an entrepreneur, you're running a business, you have clients, right? Mm. How do you like, take care of yourself or are cognizant of your health and your body when your life is so full? That's a good question. I had to figure that out early on in my journey because 
I realized how good it was making me feel. And I kept, and I started to feel addicted to feeling good in my body because what happens in a health journey is that you start making these changes and then you kind of go back to what you were doing before. And then you're like, oh, I don't like how that feels anymore in my body. And that's how you start to create intentional change. It's not even restriction anymore. It's like the decision of you rather feel this way versus that way. So at first it was just, there's just so much that goes into it. It's like communicating with other people, setting boundaries with yourself, setting reminders. So I'll, I'll try and give a few examples. When I first started going to the gym, I was still nursing. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get up. I'm going to pump. I'm going to leave a bottle. And then my partner's just going to have to deal with the baby and there's milk already there. So whatever. And <laughs> I remember one day I came home and he was so frustrated because he's like, this baby like only wants you. And he's like, I wrapped your shirt around him so he could smell you because he could not stop crying. And then he calmed down and I was like, great, you figured it out. Solution. (laughs) Yes. You can put my dirty shirt on him. Great. Um, Then I... I would come up with the excuses, right? In my brain, I would be like, oh, I'm not going to the gym today because it's cold outside or it's like raining. And I would text the trainer, right? The group instructor. And I was like, is there a class today? Is snow outside? And he's like, yeah, like, why would it there be? So I started to see how the mind of these people who were committed to their to their exercise routine, how they worked. Like they didn't let the weather be an excuse for them. They still showed up. And then what I started to realize is that when I would go to the gym, I was a lot of a much more better person. Like I was a lot more patient with my kids and with my partner. And although people assume you'll be more tired, like I actually had more energy and I had more calm energy. And when I didn't go to the gym, I was just super frustrated with myself. And then I would have FOMO. And because I could only go to the gym once a week because of my schedule, then I was be like, damn, like there's a whole nother six days between me and getting like this workout in again. And the days where I wouldn't, meal prep to go to the office and to bring my lunch, then I would have to go to Times Square and like figure out in between all these people, what kind of food I wanted to eat that was more aligned with how I wanted to feel. So it was just these decisions of which, which hard do I want more? Do I want the hard of like taking out 30 minutes to meal prep some lunch for at least, I would do at least three lunches. Or do I want the hard of going out in Times Square and being frustrated because I don't, I don't find food that I want to eat. So it's so good. That's so good. (laughs) It's like communicating and really what I ask my clients all the time is how did that make you feel? How Mm -hmm. did that make you feel? Because you get more you will do things more because of how it made you feel than just because this is what you need to do. You need to connect the two. So when I started to realize slowly, but surely like, Oh, this made me feel that way. And this made me feel this way. And it's like, Oh, the initial process of doing things like the meal prepping and the going to the gym was never that exciting. And it was actually met with a lot of resistance 
But my future self, the next day having that lunch was so grateful that I took the time to do that lunch beforehand or that I showed up to the gym. And I started to realize that no matter how tired I was, whenever I went to the my workout class, I never regretted it. So I would always tell myself, Naomi, I know it's hard right now, but you never regret it. And I also started to make things easier for myself and prep myself for what I needed to do. Like I would buy super easy meals to make during the week. And I would, something I still do to this day, seven years later, is I would leave all of my workout clothes in the bathroom. So I would leave the bathroom with my stuff on, like with my clothes on. So I I don't even know if I'm answering the question, but it's just this decision of what are you going to do for yourself that's going to set you up for like the future version. And one time I had this conversation with my client, I'm like, the future version is not like a year from now. Your future version is like tomorrow. Like, how is this going to set you up for success tomorrow? You know, so, so, so good. You know, that's funny you say that because the other day, the other day, so I had, I've started working out with, um, a personal trainer probably now like five months ago or four, four or five months ago. And I mean, the way I feel compared Mm -hmm. to what before I started is just like night and day. And the other day, I think it was literally last week. I, I, I feel, look, when I work out really consistently, especially like muscle, like something about, because I had been doing cardio, but it's like nothing fucking beats getting strong. Like when you fucking Mm -hmm. feel strong, it's like you feel unstoppable. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I gained so much weight in my second pregnancy that I'm like, I'm very heavy, but I'm like, I feel very strong and I'm, it, yeah. it almost confuses me because I'm like, wow, like if I, the other day I had this thought, I was like, if I feel this much better now, how, like, I, I can't even imagine what I'll mm-hmm. feel when I'm like really intentional about what I'm eating and like feeding my body these like really good foods. Like that'll just be like, like yeah. steroids, not literally, but like, like, like feel good steroids, right? Like it'll yeah. just, like, it has to make me feel better than this. And sometimes I'm like, but I feel so good right now. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like there is so much room to grow. And I think, yeah, you're just so spot on. And like how you feel is so much more important. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I want to, I want to do a quick turn before, cause we could talk about this all day. Um, I want to talk about you and your business and all of the growth that you've had, um, and everything you've been able to like do and create year after year. So I'm going to read off a couple things (laughs) that you did. And the reason is I want everyone to have a full picture of like what it looks like, like, what does it look like to build a business one foot in front of the other to really grow capacity, to take on more, to, to feel all the feelings, to still live a life that you want to live, try new things, la la la. Um, yeah, I want to, I want to paint that picture. So these are just a handful of the things that, that you did in, in the last year in 2023. You spoke at a conference. Was it your first conference that you spoke at? Yeah. Yeah. You spoke at a conference as a speaker. You did a 
three-day free training event. You did six live cooking classes. You hired a VA. You launched your podcast. You traveled to for business. You came to the live event, show up and lead live event in LA and you're in New York. So that's, yeah, that's a, that's a drive, not a drive. That's a distance. Um, you had many clients, you increased your revenue, you launched your client portal, you took five weeks of summer and spent it in Dominican Republic with your family, with your kids. Um, and you ran your business from there, which is just incredible. Mm -hmm. We talked about that right before we started this podcast. I'm like, do you know how big of a deal that is? Um, that's a lot. Like that's a, actually a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm curious, you are running a business. You're growing a business day by day. You're taking care of your kids. You're not only feeding yourself, you're feeding your children and your family. Mm -hmm. How have you, one thing we've worked on in the mastermind in the last year has like growing your capacity to take on more, to feel more, to feel the emotions. You also, I don't, you, you also, I feel like practice business boundaries. I know that there, that you've had clients that you've had to really like be serious about whether, um, you know, uh, well, yeah, some clients just didn't work out like you, what is it called? <laughs> um, you just, I seen you, what I saw was you practicing your business boundaries in a really new, fresh way after learning so much. How do you do this? Like, how are you growing your business, right? It, It's going this way. How are you doing that while, and, and all the other things I say, while you are taking care of your health and spending time with your family, doing the things that are important to you? going to Dominican Republic for five weeks, for many weeks, um, and setting up house there for the summer. Like that feels like a lot for some people. How do you do that? How do you manage that? And how have you grown your capacity to like think bigger in that way? Oh, that's a loaded question. It uh. is. I know that's like <laughs> in one. We could how, just start with like, how have you grown your capacity this year? How have I grown my capacity? Number one, it's been through showing up mostly in coaching because I know it hasn't been like me skipping through fields of daisies <laughs> to just paint a picture. I, I honestly, I'm like a child throwing a tantrum on the floor every single time <laughs> these things happen. But one thing is that if I want it, and I know that is just something I need to go through. Like I'll throw the tantrum and I'll work through it at the mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I, I just understand now that tantrum phase is just something I go through. Like it's just me and I'm in kind of a tantrum phase right now that I'm working through. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's given myself the space to just be annoyed and frustrated and petty and like whine about it and having people hold space for me to do that, but also hold me kind of accountable and ask me questions to kind of get out of that. That's one. Two, 
I've had to set, I don't think the right word is expectations, but just I've had to really get to know how I work and how I, what I'm good at and what I'm capable of to then set myself up to manage many things at once. And by that, I mean, I'll set specific times for when I get to worry about something. Like if I have, for example, my three week, my three day training event in October, I had to plan three workshops. I had to plan, you know, decks and, and promotion and emails and all this that my VA helped me with. However, I knew that during the Monday through let's say Thursday, I couldn't really focus on these workshops because my schedule is very choppy. Like I go from one client call to another, and then I have to either leave to pick up my kids or go to the gym. And then I need to make dinner and then I'm too tired at night and so on and so forth. I know that for these type of projects, I've come to learn that I need a large window of time, let's say four hours uninterrupted to work on these things. So I knew that Fridays I could do that. So I would set Fridays outside for that because I don't take client calls on Fridays. And during the week when my brain was like, Naomi, you're so behind on your workshops and you haven't worked on it. And I'd be like, nope, remember, we're going to worry about this on Friday. Like we're not worrying about this right Mm -hmm. now. So I started to set boundaries with my own brain and I started to realize that it was okay to switch my schedule around, which is something you coached me on in June because I had so much going on in June is both my kids' birthday is the end of the school year here in New York. And then both my kids' classes wanted to have so many events that we were (laughs) invited to. Like they had an ice cream shop and they had like publishing parties and they had, and then then they had trips and I really want to show up for my kids. And they, they did all of this in this month. And that was also the month that we were going to leave to DR for like a long time. Yes, I remember. And I was so stressed. And you were like, well, why don't you just move things around? And that kind of, I was like, what? And you were like, yeah, just, you know, tell your clients that you're moving them or you get to like make space in the week because you really want to show up for your kids. And I was like, yeah, that's true. So now I'm a lot more, I guess, open to just creating that space. If it's not currently there and I need to shift things around, then I don't have that much mind drama because of what I went through in June to just be like, oh, these are the changes that are going to have to be made. Everybody's aware of it. Everybody's still going to get their calls, but I need to create this space for myself so I don't feel like I'm drowning. Um And I've also helped, I've also used technology to help me. Like, how can I automate things? How how can I give more responsibilities or tasks to my VA that just take up a lot of mental space? How can she help me halfway? Like sometimes I do half of it and then I pass on the other half to her. So how can I use technology to kind of ease up on the pressure or remind me to do certain things or to create my to-do list in a way that doesn't feel so heavy for me. So, so, so good. Yeah. I think, I think what you said, well, I wrote down notes when you were talking and then the first thing you said of like, just knowing that 
you go through the tantrum phase. First of all, I don't call <laughs> yeah. it the tantrum phase. That's my, that's my, that's language. her words. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's but my 100% me. <laughs> I love, no, but I love this because I, in, in my own similar ways, I will like, I just will, I'll, I'll have a signal when I'm going through something or when business feels really hard or when I'm just re really being like frustrated that things are hard. I, um, so I don't have a tantrum phase. I drink and smoke <laughs> <laughs> and I numb. That's what I do. I numb. Uh -huh. And then now I've gotten so good at like knowing myself that mm -hmm. I'm like on top of like, oh, you want to numb this. You just don't want to feel this. And now I've gotten to a point where I'm just so intentional about like, like sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, we're totally numbing tonight. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm smoking a joint and like enjoying some Netflix. And then the other night, you know, like the next night I'm like, no, you're going to have to feel this. We're taking a walk today. And mm -hmm you're literally just processing emotions and you're crying and you're just going through it. But I think what you said is so good because you were like, you just have to know yourself. You got to get to know yourself. And when it's a cycle and you see it as a cycle, then you can start normalizing like, oh, I'm just in my tantrum phase. Or like, I just really want to like be, I'm just really upset that this is so frustrating. Or like in my case, I just really don't want to feel the hard. Like, I don't want this to be hard. I kind of want to just hide and like not do anything and just like go away. Everyone leave me alone. And I think knowing yourself and being onto yourself is a skill that mature entrepreneurs are learning. Like they're mm -hmm. onto themselves when they feel, you know, when, when they know something, when they're, they're going through a cycle and they're feeling hard and they just have to go through it. They kind yeah. of know themselves. I think we just get better at it. And I think once we start giving ourselves what we need in those moments, um, we, we can go through the process quicker, but also we don't have to like, like it's, it's still okay. We're like, we're not trying to get rid of it. You know, like mm -hmm. it, we don't have to get rid of the feeling of wanting to, to release or numb or whatever. Like we feel that way because we're human and like, we want, we don't want to deal with hard things. We never yeah. do. Right? And it's the same thing with our health, the self-awareness. Yeah. I know when you were talking about, um, when you were talking about health, I was just like, yeah, evidence, evidence bank. Yeah. That's exactly what it is Yeah, in business yeah. too. It's like, what's the evidence bank and the self-awareness. Um, Yes. And like how important it is to just go through the thing. Um, you also, you, you also mentioned, um, getting support and like using tech and support to help you. I think that's so, so, so smart. I just was on a sales call with someone who they were debating if they wanted to basically be in a mastermind or hire, um, a copywriter. And I was like, and they were like, not at six figures that they were, they were like right at the 40 K range. And I was like, you know, you could like, if you could, first of all, you don't have to hire like a copywriter because this is, feels hard for you. Mm -hmm. I would rather you create hire a VA and create a process that like exactly what you said, do half the work and then ha have them do the other half vice versa. And every process could look different. 
but anyways, we went on to talking about how like, um, doing the hard work is important. But like, I think what a lot of people don't realize is if you get to know yourself in business more and more and more and more, you realize where and how you could utilize support to make your life easier to, mm-hmm. to take over the stuff you, that, that is going to slow you down or that you get in your head about or vice versa. And I know you've, I, I, you actually used your VA during that time when you were in, um, Dominican yeah. Republic, mm-hmm. um, for, for those reasons. So anyways, I just wanted to call that out. It's so, so important to like, get to know yourself and what your process of growth looks like, what that looks like. Okay. We have a couple minutes. Um, I don't want to take all your time. What are you most proud of yourself for? (laughs) Not quitting. She hates me. (laughs) (laughs) I can just hear it in the lab. You're like, Catalina. Um, what are you okay you're not quitting yeah this is like a really y'all if you know (laughs) naomi she's like rolling her eyes at like what are you the most proud of (laughs) but this is the work this is the work what are you most proud of it is the work it's been a year it's been how how you've been three years in business two and a half years yeah it's going to be four in may oh it's gonna be four in may Mm -hmm. okay got it got it got it I'm like, wait, how long has it been for me? <laughs> I guess that's me too. Um, what are you most proud of in this journey of entrepreneurship? And you've grown every single year. It's just yes. the truth. Every yes. single year you're in the positive. And what are you proud of? That's such a hard question for me. I know uh... it is. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> First, I am proud of just honestly my gift. And I know it's not like just me. I know it's a gift from God and I don't know. And the way I've helped and supported women like really turned their health around. Like it's a I, big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Give us give from- us a little background. What tell me how you have helped women turn their <laughs> Um, women who I have helped have reversed autoimmune conditions like Hashimoto's and IBS. They've been able to come off medication. They've gotten rid of their acne. They reversed prediabetes and high blood pressure. They are living their best lives. Like they're able to travel without getting sick. They're able to travel and maintain their wellness while they're traveling and come back and go back to their routine. They've been able to pass on this information and help family members and loved ones feel better and like reverse things too. Like one of my clients, she would go on walks with her mom, not like physically in person, but they would go out and talk on the phone and walk. And her mother started getting better lab results too, just from that. So it's just, it's been, it's been a lot like women in their fifties, just feeling better and perimenopause. Um, that's just off the top of my head. I mean, it's been a lot. I'm getting watery eyed. I know you are crying. (laughs) She's, she's literally crying y'all. 
<laughs> I'm really proud of that. And I'm proud that I have addressed and like have continuously done work on myself so I can keep showing up in that way. Um, because I just, I've, I still have not seen someone else approach things or think about things the way that I do and just make it culturally relevant and relevant for women who are extremely busy. And that's part of the reason why they get into the situations that they're in. Um, so I sometimes, as you know, have a hard time accepting that and seeing that and just leaning into that. But I also see the results and there's proof of that in their lab work and how they're feeling and their confidence, like coming totally broken from doctor to doctor to doctor to medical professional and none of them being able to help them to just feel great in their skin and what to do about it and how to address it. So when you were saying like, oh, you felt like when I felt something was off in my body and I'm like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. That's what I tell my clients. I'm like, I just want you to know when something's not right and what you can do about it. And if not, what kind of help you can get? Because that that's life-changing instead of just like ignoring everything or not knowing that you're feeling something, you know? So yeah. I've had to, there's been many things I've had to face in terms of like past traumas and triggers. And I've had to work with life coaches and therapists and with UCAT and with my peers. And I've just, I guess, never given up on myself. And I've had to lean into being embarrassed and like wiping my boogers on my shirt in front of five other people on a Zoom call. And now it's like, well, this is what I have to do to get through it. Like, I really want the help. I don't want to be stuck here. So if I have to clean my mocos on my arm and my shirt, <laughs> like look disgusting. Well, then that's what I've done. That's what I'm good at. That's what's going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the work that you do is so incredible. And that's why I was tearing up just like listening to you say all the ways, all the results your clients have gotten, all the ways that you've helped them. It's like our work is so valuable. Like I, mm-hmm. our work is just so, 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 so valuable. It's a domino effect in our communities. It it's, it's incredible. And the work you do is amazing, Naomi. It's so amazing. And it's been such Thank a me being able to just coach you inside the mastermind. Um, okay. We got to get off. I am running late for my next call, but, um, tell me two things. One, why should people join show up and lead mastermind? And two, where can people find you? <laughs> One, why should people show up, join, show up and lean mastermind? I believe that they should join because especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're very serious about your growth and just like going through these pains that I'm talking about is because I really appreciate your honesty. That's one. And the way that you coach, I prefer somebody who is not beating around the bush or not sugarcoating things for me. So that's 
that's one reason. Um, two is also the community. I have gotten so, so, so much value from just being with peers, being community, being with other coaches who are, you know, have different expertise that has been super valuable for me. So those, those are two reasons I can go on. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Where can people find you and learn about you and talk about your, well, just tell them to go to your podcast, go to her podcast, (laughs) go to my podcast is called wealthy generation. It's W E L L as in wellness, W E L L T H Y generation. So you can follow me there on my podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Naomi Jerez, N-A-I-H-O-M-Y-J-E-R-E-Z. And those are two very good ways to find me. And you can go to the link in my bio there and find links to everything else. Amazing. Thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. And I cannot wait to see what you grow this year. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much, Kat. I appreciate you. Hey, amiga, if you are not on my email list, you are missing out on some juicy content. I share sales and marketing tips every single week. Plus, you're the first to know about new freebies and webinars and all the other things fun happening. To get on the list, sign up for my free training, How to Sell Out for Figure Offers. This training will also shift your mindset around what it really takes to book out your coaching business. So sign up in the show notes or on my website, katdalcarmen.com to be added to the email list. I will see you next time. Mwah.